0: and welcome i'm mr p here with mr dave and also we have a guest with us uh he's kind of an honorary geeky guy himself um mr jethro's here uh hello jethro
1: Hi,
2: oh, yeah you're right
0: um and uh, yes this is a geeky guys podcast hello dave
2: hello mr p and jethro yeah we've uh got a new episode we've not done one for uh, a little while but we've been planning this one in the background for for a bit haven't we and so it, we said ages ago this was something we needed to talk about and and you kind of said i've got a good idea i know just the person to bring on for this
0: yeah and i mentioned it once just once and then mr jethro was bugging me for weeks when's the podcast when we're we going to record the podcast please can i am co- i wrong jethro <laughs> no because
1: i i remember you mentioning it, and i just thought yeah you know what i kind of want to i want to rewatch it so yeah. um i didn't watch all like 200 and what was it 212 episodes of su1 i didn't watch all of those but i we watched all of atlantis which is 100 episodes and all of universe which is 20 episodes
0: see that's either really good dedication to come on and talk to us or we just gave you an excuse to sit and binge watch SG. Uh, sorry, uh, Stargate, which is what you really yeah. like uh, to watch. Mm, yeah,
1: <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs>
0: Wait, so the works for us. Yeah, it works for us. And as we, as I've just said, this is because uh, we've not said yet. Although it is in the, uh, it is in the title. Uh, we're talking about the Stargate world uh, or universe, not just the TV show, but the whole uh, franchise. The of whole pantheon. Yes. Yeah, yeah uh, the whole group of shows. There ought to be a word for a group of shows. You know you get like a murder of crows? There ought mm. to be like a word for like a group of TV shows that all fit together.
2: Yeah, I'm sure there probably is one we're just not aware make, of it at the
0: moment. You should make one. A real. No, not a real. We'll have to think about it. If you think about it, during yeah. the podcast, to, um, we'll try and use it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a while since we've uh, we, we've been online and done a, a podcast, uh, Dave um it's kind of we're just into the new year now we've had christmas and the new year and then yeah. start the new year and i got a cold i got that flu at the beginning of the year yeah. and then i got it afterwards oh so it so. was yeah it's been a, it's been a slow start to the year production wise
2: um yeah. but now we're back on it
0: we're back on it with avengers back
2: on yes. it like you
0: it. It. Although you're on brand today, you're wearing the Geeky Guys top. I, I, I'm I, not. I, I went out for dinner earlier, so I'm still wearing my shirt. Still waist- in the old shirt,
2: waistcoat attire.
0: Yeah, but um, anyway, okay. hey-ho, here we are. So uh, let's talk about Stargate. Now, Jethro, uh, as a bit of an honorary geeky guy, because we, we, we have conversations all the time as well, uh, very much like me and Dave, and, and it ends up being this big conversation about uh, geeky things. And I didn't realise till when we first started talking about it, that you know, you're kind of like like we are with Star Trek. You kind of you've seen all these shows, you watch them repeatedly, you know a lot about them. Um, so who else were we going to invite on and talk about it? Yeah, exactly. well, for those people that are out there that haven't really watched it. Now we I must admit you're here, Jethro, because me and Dave aren't very good with Stargate at all. We've not really watched it, uh, despite despite you lending me weeks ago the full box set with them all in. Uh, and I still haven't. In fact, you came over to Geeky Guys HQ, Jethro, with the express intention of getting me to watch an episode just just to try and talk me through it. And it was quite late at night. I actually fell to sleep. <laughs> it's yeah. not good. Uh, and I kind of woke up at the end and it was like, oh, have I missed it? And he was like, yes.
2: <laughs> well, the alcohol wasn't involved as well, was it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Tiredness <laughs> and alcohol. It's a,
0: it's a heady mix. It, it is. is I, I literally... Today, uh, I actually did acquire or a borrow of the actual Stargate movie. Uh, um, ah, yeah. yes. We'll we'll talk about sh- very briefly in a short while. Sorry, Jethro, you're going to say something.
1: Ah, uh, to be fair, like I thought. Oh, okay, this this episode is uh, probably a good one to get you into. Uh, so it's a season two episode called "The Fifth Race," which I thought, okay, yeah, it's uh, introduces got a lot of uh, the elements that make Stargate Stargate. But then it was very like law heavy and referencing things that happened before. And even though it was season two, it was just bang, bang, bang. And I just realized that. It you was... know what?
0: It, it, it's funny because, and I think I remember saying this at the time, I once, one of my exes uh, didn't like Star Trek at all, really. No, I didn't dislike it, just didn't, didn't really like it. And and I remember saying, oh, she said, oh, I'll watch an episode. I will watch an episode. And I thought, I've got all of Star Trek to pick. What am I going to pick? to get her into Star Trek. This is going to be great. We kind of did, what can I call it, I did a Jethro. Uh, I did put an episode that. I thought this is quite good. It's not too much space stuff, you know. And yeah, it, it didn't it didn't work at all and I even got a second chance at it and I still blew it so I, I, I might have to hand my Star Trek geeky license in because clearly yeah, yeah. the problem
2: is I think with those type of things is when you try and show somebody an episode from a show that you really like and you don't want to put them in too deep straight away and you don't want it to be overly too geeky and lots of back references that they won't understand so you show the the episode that you think is kind of like the Got the least to it, the the most sort of commercial, sort of viewable episode, and they end up just being bored. because yeah, well, all the stuff that because... makes it great isn't in it.
0: It's funny because there was quite a, quite a few years ago now, uh, back at the old uh, the old Tardis house. Ah um, uh, yes. And uh, I had uh, some people over. Uh, there, there was my parents. I had some uh, another couple over, and we all sat and watched Star Trek: First Contact and I got them all to watch yeah. it, and they all really liked the film. Because, of course, it's Star Trek First Contact. Why wouldn't you like the film? It works without yeah. a Star Trek element in it. If you take Star Trek away and make it just yeah. a, a a space film where you go back in time to stop some cybernetic zombies from taking over, it still works. Yeah, it's just
2: a good sci-fi film, isn't yeah. it?
0: And so, I from now on, that's it. If anyone needs to get an introduction into Star Trek, they get first contact first. That's that's the the rule yeah. now. I think that should be law. That should be the way to do it. Yeah,
2: start with first contact. Yeah, it's not yeah. a bad idea. To be fair, but just going back on onto um, the main subject matter again with yes. the with the Stargate movie. Did you uh, see it in the cinemas when it came out?
0: I didn't. No, I've never I've never watched yeah. it. Uh, and I mean, this one's the director's cut that I've got here, but. Um, Yeah, I never watched it. I I did,
2: and I think I said to you earlier, before I came on, it's like one of those films that came out in the mid-90s that you kind of think would have more repeatable viewing across a larger audience than it seems to have, like, sort of, you had, like, Jurassic Park out at the time and Goldeneye and a few other um epic films Hmm. and i I don't know it's just not it's not quite done that but yet it has still spawned the series the tv series and the web series and the comics and the rest of that so there's obviously a big audience out there for it
0: yeah it had it had kind of the effect i think they wanted which is to get people into this 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 into uh, the universe this yeah this ip yeah and, and really want to watch it so um Let's uh, let's. I'm going to hand over to Jethro. What I'd like to do, do, do Jethro, uh, for the people that have no idea what Stargate is all about, uh, and I'm just wondering what we're talking about. What exactly is Stargate? Give us a quick syn- synopsis into the the world of Stargate.
1: All right. Um. Basic law behind it. 19. What was it 1936 or 37? But anyway, the in Egypt they dig up this uh, this big ring look, uh, like objects, and that. Uh, well, don't, don't know what this is about like what uh what what, what does this do and so for a while it just sort of like got like locked away and then people like theorized that maybe it like it, it's a it's a device for transportation like it has a wormhole like puts through it and that's like the premise of the 1994 film like um the air force have the uh the stargate and they're just trying to find out, like, okay, we know it does this, yet we just need to like connect it. And
0: so so they've opened one end of the door, so to speak, in the film. I, I've not watched the film, but they, they yeah. have they done anything with it so that they know it's an actual portal of any kind.
1: They they make it spin. Right. Um, but that, that that's about it. They just okay. need that that last code, and then they hire um this sort of in the real world we will probably uh, think of him more of as a conspiracy theorist uh, daniel jackson who's who goes on about like the the whole um like ancient aliens and all the pyramids were landing pads for the uh, for aliens and well he's right because uh, that's that's not the premise of uh, of the series but he he gets hired and he finds all right this is the but the key this is the the point of origin like every every stargate has um like a point of origin but every address also has uh like six symbols so right. when it rotates you get the chevrons that lock like the first six are the it's almost like a phone number to another stargate yeah and the seventh is like the um i guess you call it the the dial out code right okay like you you press a number to to dial out and whatever and in order to do that you put the seventh uh seventh symbol in and it locks onto the next stargate and you you connect your wormhole and Daniel jackson does that and they they connect to this this planet and uh and they go through and uh, it's led by someone called uh colonel o'neill who is played by kurt russell and yeah, they go in and find these uh, people. That it turns out they've been taken from um, ancient Egypt back in the day. Right. So they they still speak the language. It's still that same like level of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that um the one who's like uh, ruling that sort of civilization is uh, Ra, the uh the Egyptian god of the sun. OK, and uh, t- typical like uh, Roland Emmerich style that they uh, the beam nuke in and blow up and everything. And yeah, that, that's the end of the film. Um, and then we get on to, to the series that I mean, Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich wanted to do a sequel to that film but I think, oh, was it Lionsgate? Yeah, Lionsgate sold the rights to make a TV series to MGM without telling them. There was some animosity there. They they went on to make Independence Day, while MGM decided to make the TV series, TV series that's uh, uh, called Stargate SG-1. Right.
0: Why SG-1? Just because uh, Stargate or SG-1, is that a Stargate one? or?
1: Uh, it's, it's the team, SG-1.
0: Right, I get you. Sorry, okay. So, yeah, the film was uh, 94. The series started in 97. So they had three That's years funny. to sort of put this together. Um, and they continued the exploration of the other gates that you could dial out to, I guess. Is that the, the idea?
1: I mean, they thought they were sealed off. Um, but, uh, I mean, that, plot-wise, that is just... I thought that the uh, the planet that they went to, that gate was sealed off. Turns out it wasn't. But um, the events of the series kicked off when Apophis came on, which is the Egyptian god of the night, I believe. Okay. So another another one of these like uh, aliens that are posing as ancient Earth gods coming in, and they realize that well, we can't just like bury the gate because they know we're out there now we know we're we're here and uh we're a threat so we're going to have to send all these all these teams over in order to defend the earth so yeah. to speak and uh the the aliens that are posing as the uh the, the gods of ancient earth they're these uh sort of like snake-like creatures that um like inhabit like the uh the bodies of humans and take control over them
0: okay.
1: which they often have like the, the deep voice the glowing eyes and uh Batman. You know, that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah you also had other people join the cast you had um uh well i no, i just go back to that that uh, colonel o'neill was recast um with uh, richard dean anderson yeah, yeah. famous,
0: of course, for playing MacGyver. <clears throat> yes.
1: Yes. Um, and Michael Shanks was cast as Daniel Jackson. He also had um, Amanda Tapping come in as Samantha Carter. Uh, Christopher Judge, who uh, people might know recently for being in God of War, who didn't uh, did want did win a, a Streamy for voice acting or something.
0: I don't know, actually, but we'll take your word for it. That's yeah,
2: I think so. I I mentioned to uh, Jethro earlier in SG-1, there was quite a big um, sort of Star Trek um, actors element in there as well. Um, I mean, you had um, Marina Sirtis, Robert Picardo, John DeLancey, Jolene Bladelock, and uh, also like Erica Durance from Smallville. And um, Ben Browder, who's famous for playing um, Crichton in um, *Farscape*. Mm. Julian Sands, uh, Bo Bridges, Lexa Doig, who's been in a lot of um, geeky TV and films. Uh, Andromeda and Lex. Yeah.
0: Romy and Andromeda, didn't she actually?
2: Mm. Mm, yeah, you might be right.
0: Romy Bot from uh, Andromeda, uh, uh, not Andromeda. Uh, uh, yeah, Andromeda. She played uh, the um, the android, uh, the AI uh yeah claudia black also
1: from farscape uh ronnie cox who uh you know is captain jellicoe he he was a like reoccurring villain in sg1 as like the yeah the senator trying to get in in the way and shut the program down right okay that sort of thing uh
2: I was there, Amanda Tapping as well, who's uh, been in a lot of good geeky shows as well. Mm, Well, It's mm. funny,
0: actually, because, I mean, Jethro, you were kind enough to send me a few notes, and it's quite funny because we did talk about this the other day as well. You said Amanda Tapping actually did a wolf, which I thought, you said that to me, and I was like, what do you mean she did a a wolf? And what you meant was she went from one series into one of the other ones. Uh, Wolf, of course, went TNG to Deep Space Nine, and, of course, Uh, the the, the first one to... um, uh, don't tell me. Tell me.
1: Uh, Atlantis? That's it, thank you.
0: I can't remember what the A stood for on the notes for a second there. Yes, uh, it says, doing a wharf, and then you said when she left Robert Picardo, uh, came and claimed, that obviously, that...
1: Mm. yeah, he's the only one to have, like, a, a starring role in both Star Trek and Stargate, that, uh, that's... Uh... Pretty, pretty good at this. Just while we're
0: on that topic, actually, because uh, Connor Trinneer, uh,
2: oh yeah,
0: it, Enterprise as as Trip Tucker the uh, third, he also was in it as well. Was that not? Was that a web series though? Or was that, that was on
2: Atlantis? Atlantis. You,
1: it was in Origins yeah. as well, right? But it was in Atlantis from seasons oh, two to two to four, two to five, I think. Uh, I yeah,
2: played Michael Kenmore, didn't he?
1: Yeah. The uh, the wraith that was uh, genetically engineered to uh, become human, just to, to undo the, uh, the space vampiriness of, of the wraith.
2: Uh, yeah, he's uh, been on. He's mentioned about Stargate a couple of times on um, on his shuttle pod show lately. Um, he's talked about it, and uh, I think think we're hopefully going to get him on in um, hopefully the next few weeks, aren't we? So we might mention Stargate to him when we have him on.
0: Well, nice. we're certainly going to uh, we're certainly going to within the next few weeks try and plan something with them. They they, they yeah. kind of very much like to come and talk to us. So it's all it's all plans and diaries permitting. But yeah, we'd like to get Connor and uh, Dominic on. Dominic Keating on. Yeah, well, well, okay. that's something we're going to try and do. Um, so each uh, there've been quite a few shows. We just mentioned a few there. So SG One, obviously based um, on Earth, where with, with the first star the Stargate that they found on Earth and. Uh, but you then said uh, Atlantis. So what's the difference uh, between SG-1 and Atlantis? If we just quickly run through the differences between the shows, very, very briefly.
1: Okay. Um, season seven originally was going to be the end of SG-1. So mm-hmm. thinking, okay, let's uh, spawn this off to another series or movie, whatever. Yeah. And Atlantis, as we know, the, uh, the story of Atlantis being the the city that sunk in, in the ocean.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was
1: originally going to be, oh, just move it to Antarctica. But then when sg1 was renewed for season eight they're like oh we can't really like keep it on earth because i mean they're on the same planet we're gonna step on each other's toes so decide like, right another galaxy let's just go to another galaxy and a lot of it's like them being stranded in that galaxy and it is one of the lost cities of the ancients right. which were the original gate builders
0: okay cool um so that's atlantis and then um We've then got, uh, what did Universe.
1: Oh, oh yeah.
0: Um, what's, uh, what's Universe all about?
1: All right. Um, universe is, um, like the saga I ever said about having the seven chevrons. an ape chevron goes to a different galaxy, like where the uh, different uh, Atlantis go to the Pegasus, uh, Pegasus galaxy.
2: Right.
1: Now, they finally managed to unlock the the ninth chevron it has nine shavons all around it and i'm like well it's got nine shavons for a reason let's uh, figure out where it goes and then they uh, go off and it's this um ship that was sent by the ancients millions of years ago trying to document the uh the origins of the universe it's completely abandoned so you got this like ragtag uh, crew of people like mix of like military civilians and that on this on the ship trying to like well keep everything together while trying to um honor the original mission of destiny which is the the ship that was uh that's going from uh on the far side of the universe while also trying to well perhaps get home because but well, a lot of the civilians they're well they didn't really sign up to go through the wormhole to begin with so
2: so is this um
0: so because I've never seen it. So on Universe, they go through the, the Stargate and it takes them to another Stargate that's on a ship. Yes. Right, okay. Uh, and am I right in saying that they can create... They can take the ship through a Stargate. Is that... what? Can they do that?
1: Oh, oh, you can with the Puddle Jumper. Like, if, if it can fit through the gate, then yes. Like, Atlantis had all these, uh, what they call Puddle Jumpers, where instead of, like, having... Avenue Castle, just walk through the gate and just walk around it. They have these almost like these um, uh, like pods, uh, shuttle pods that just go in, fly through and you could do that or in the case of the Ori in late SG-1 you can create just a massive stargate and just fly through it with all your big ships. So you, you could do that.
0: But they didn't do that. They, they just explored that part of space with the ship.
1: Um, uh, Yeah, the, the gate was on the ship and they um just explored like the the galaxies they were going to and uh it was uh yeah sort of like that it was very low tech compared to say the the ancient technologies of atlantis because destiny is older than atlantis so everything's just all rickety and falling apart
0: okay
2: they kind of explored the um, idea fairly recently with the uh, show The Expanse as well, um, where they had like a, an ancient race of aliens that had like built rings and basically it all died out. So the, the information wasn't readily available, what it was all about, what they were built for. And obviously then humans are sort of switching them on and, and reconnecting them again, going to different parts of uh, the universe. So it's kind of interesting that they explored it in that show as well.
1: I haven't seen Expanse.
2: Mm. Uh, it's good. It get it gets, It does get very Stargatey. sort of in the last couple of seasons. Ah, oh, nice. Uh...
0: there is a uh, question I did want to ask, and uh, again, not having really seen the show, I don't really know. But we're gonna we're gonna talk in a second about the parallels between Star Trek and Stargate. But um, whenever we get sci-fi shows like this, I do always want to ask the question. Excuse me. Uh, language. In Star Trek, they all wear a universal translator uh, in the form of a badge, or, or they've got a device, and they can all understand what everybody's saying. Uh, in in this show, they're going to talk to you know we've got ancient languages, no doubt, coming into this, or alien languages in some of them. Is there a language barrier gap in some of these episodes? Or uh, the there was
1: in the film originally, no, mm-hmm. uh, and it just because they spoke like a variation of ancient Egyptian. Um, but as they went on with the show, they were like, well, we don't have every episode with them trying to figure out what they're saying. That would get boring after a while. Let's just have them speak English and just let's not question it.
0: We just kind of glossed over that. Just speak English.
2: <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember in the film it was a, a, a different alien language and it was all just subtitled all the time.
1: Mm. And the same for Atlantis, even though they're in a different galaxy, everyone speaks English, which, I mean to universe's credit they didn't do that like with everyone in the in the galaxy speaking english and they're going like to the other side of the universe everything is going to be completely alien even to like with the aliens that they already know about in in the galaxy that is just completely different to everything that first alien i think was a gust of wind that they they discovered in universe um and then there was like a tick there, uh, so uh, I think there were like two bipeds, like two arm two leg aliens in the whole of universe, and yeah, they they didn't speak English,
0: so, okay wow, uh, okay, that's nice to see. um did it did it play well on screen? did it come 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 through? okay, was it easy to watch being it was something so different?
1: that that is a contentious issue very contentious issue like sg1 and atlantis they have their formula they have their like okay we've got this um like group of people like smart people like morally upstanding people um they go off and doing these things very little conflict as the universe comes along there is quite a bit of conflict in the crew um like just to just to give a bit of context that you have the the main scientist guy who's played by robert Carlyle he's like this um i don't know he's he's obsessive about trying to find why destiny is out there and he, he's the reason why they uh why they are trapped in destiny to begin with mm. and on the other side you've got the military leader um played by uh, uh lewis ferrera who was uh it, it was in Breaking Bad. It was the guy that Walter White said saying my name to. Um,
2: <laughs> uh,
1: but, yeah, there's there's a lot of clashing in, uh, between those people because um, Colonel Young wants to get everyone home, but yeah. Dr. Rush wants us uh, wants the people to keep going. So you have a lot more conflict, and the filming style resembled Battlestar Galactica more than it did for the previous Stargate shows. And with the tone, the filming style, it kind of brought people the wrong way. Like, for me, I loved it because I, I love that sort of thing. But a lot of other fans didn't, which is probably why it only lasted two seasons.
2: Okay. <clears throat> and, of course, we get on to um, Stargate Origins, um, the web series from uh, 2018, um, which we, me and Mr. B discussed earlier and were like, was that kind of... Like an attempt to kind of wrap up the franchise a little bit, or I, so it's of kind like... of a bit of a prequel, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's around uh, about the original discovery of the Stargate. That, uh, yeah, I think it was sort of trying to get people more excited for more, for more, Go Stargate. Back and
0: sort of refresh their minds about this great thing they found and what they could do with it,
1: yeah, but. You've also got corporate politics and bankruptcies and new management and that sort of.
0: We're going to come on to that. I think uh, what we're going to do, we just park this for one second because uh, on all our podcasts, uh, as you know, Mr. Jethro being an avid listener and watcher of our content, um, we have some features and our first feature that we always do is called geeky guys favorites. And that's where we ask our guest a, 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 a to, to pick from a list of favorite questions. Uh, and you get the choice of three, uh, well, one, two, or three, and then I'll tell you which one it is. Um, so give me a number, Jethro, one, two, or three? Two. Ooh. <laughs> OK. So <clears throat> number two. So your your um, geeky guy's favorite question is this. <clears throat> It's kind of a favourite. It's kind of not quite a favourite, but we'll go with it. So it's like, which Stargate series would be your favourite in terms of which one would you bring back if you could for a limited run? So it's kind of, we're asking you what your favourite is by asking you which one you would bring back for, or for a feature film or for a full series or for a limited run, whatever you think. If you could just bring back one of them to, to, re, to, to the world again, which one would it be?
1: Universe. It's the only one that didn't get a proper finish. Okay. All right. You could uh, argue that Atlantis didn't get a proper finish either, but it at least it didn't end on a cliffhanger.
0: So, universe ended on a cliffhanger. Oh no! And did was this not carried on with like a comic or anything like that? A comic, yes. But is it canon? No, apparently, apparently so. I, I think it's supposed it? to be. Is it supposed to be?
2: Oh. Yeah, I was reading the notes earlier that it's supposed to be canon, the stuff that's in the comic.
0: Okay. They, um, we we all, as geeks, we all know <clears throat> the terrible, terrible fate of Firefly from the TV series, which still grates us today. We still have a special place in our hearts for that. But um, that was also carried on, I think, with a comic afterwards. Even Buffer the Vampire Slayer got a next yeah. comic form. That's um, true. so yeah it seems to be the thing there's a new comic series out at the moment which is the new star trek comic series for this year which uh is in between the end of deep space nine and and, and sort of nemesis uh and it, it, we look at some uh main characters such as data we look at cisco's return from being with the uh, the profits and so on so that's uh, and we're going to do a different podcast all about that because i've started collecting them it's a slippery slope uh so i've started those comics we'll talk about that another time but yeah i just wonder if it carried on in, in, in comic form
2: and it did have the least seasons out of probably most of us but i only had two seasons into universe
1: yeah
0: um, you talked there about uh, production company isn't going bust and that kind of thing so uh it was MGM of course that went uh that went bust we know this because uh, let's face it James Bond Yeah. <laughs> uh- by them has now been uh, bought out, but uh, by Amazon uh, bought MGM. Mm. So um, everything that MGM owned now, Amazon owns, uh, which I assume is James Bond as well, does not Amazon owns James Bond. I don't understand how that works. Mm, I don't
2: quite know. There's got to there's got to be some sort of loophole in there somewhere, hasn't? There? They only own a certain no, amount of something. Amazon
0: by who owns Sony now? Did, did I, mm. I remember reading something about Sony? Uh, no, or is it Sony bought something else? Sorry, I'm just going for a different.
2: I know it's, Sony and Disney are quite close together, aren't
0: they? Um, the BBC sold uh, right. Was it the rights to Doctor Who to Bad Wolf uh, Productions, and then Bad Wolf Productions was not bought out, but they they were like merged with or. The,
2: yeah, they've got a thing with uh, a merger Sony. like with Sony, haven't yeah. they? So, yeah, so.
0: Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, so basically, Amazon now have the rights. To Stargate um, or the Stargate IP, I would assume. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, d- d- do we think there might be a chance, Jethro, that they're going to do anything with it? or Hope so. <laughs> there's no rumblings on the internet about that kind of thing.
1: There, oh, there's always a a rumor of like, oh, maybe this will happen, maybe this will, because Brad Wright is always um, he, he's been wanting to do it. He's he's even uh, pitched a pilot, but so far no dice so hopefully it's nothing yet not though will be nothing like entirely because oh yeah
0: who was who's brad wright sorry
1: he was one of the original um like showrunners of uh, soulgate for our toilets run it was him and oh he was the other guy was the other guy you do hiking right.
0: right now there, Jethro. You, your memory palace is letting you down because you've got so much information in it.
1: It was replaced by, I think, Robert Cooper.
0: but it... I'm just I through. think
2: Brad Wright worked on um, the TV show Travellers as well. Ah, okay. I don't, rightly. I don't know if you've watched that yet, Mr. P, have you?
0: No, you've talked about it.
2: Yeah, that um, was very good. And Patrick Gilmore um, that was a uh, one of the lead casting in that was in uh, one of the Stargate series. I remember seeing his uh, name earlier. Okay. Um, yeah, it was in um, it was in Stargate Universe.
0: Ah.
2: And with Victor Garber.
0: Victor Garber. Oh, you've got to love Victor Garber. Yeah.
2: Uh, if if you don't know who Victor
0: Garber is, you need to hand your geeky licence in. Um, not only was he in the 1997 smash at Titanic, but let's push over that. Uh, uh, he was uh, in Alias, uh, uh, all, all five series of Alias. Was it five series of Alias? Yeah. yeah. Legends of Tomorrow, DC. Yeah, Sydney's more, uh, dad in that. And uh, Legends of Tomorrow from DC was part of, one part, one half of uh, Fire, uh, was it Firestorm? No, Fire... Firestorm. Firestorm. Was um, so yeah, keeps. He's, he pops up uh quite regularly
2: he's been in the Orville as well just lately hasn't he he's one of yeah, the he, admirals
0: he, yeah played admirals, one of the admirals <clears throat> um which uh which was quite uh quite cool because he, he does the humor quite well
2: yeah yeah he does that's one of the things we said earlier as well, didn't we, about like trying to get to, into Stargate and watch some of these series. Is that it's got a lot of actors from other things that we like in it. So you know, it's quite a, good, a high possibility that we're going to uh, that we're going to like a lot of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, and again, with that Star Trek crossover with, with with actors as well, it's going to be interesting to watch. Mm. Oh, he's in it, he's in it, um, we, which is going to be quite fun. Um, I, I imagine there's lots of trivia connected to, to this that we're going to quite like. We, we could probably spend all night doing it, but let's just try and pick a few as we lead us nicely into our uh, next feature, which we always do, which is called Geeky Guys, Did You Know?, now normally me and dave uh, when we're talking about a topic we pull out a few bits of trivia we have got a couple of bits we won't uh, um come out with too many but uh, as our guest mr jethro you're also invited to uh, to give us a bit of trivia that we might not know uh, about uh, stargate any stargates in fact the whole you know, the whole ip so um <clears throat> i'm going to i'm going to kick us off and i'm going to come out with one which uh, i saw uh, and I thought it was quite funny because this is what I would probably end up doing. Uh, and it was that uh, Jay Davidson uh, reads his lines off of cue cards because he can never remember where his lines were. Apparently, um, um, I don't well, know who this character is, this actor is, this character is actor is. But uh, apparently, he, he he read lines off of cue cards. That would be cool. me. I would completely forget all my lines if I was an actor. I think. I'd have or to Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando thing. Marlon Brando was famous for having all the props around the, the set, having his lines on. Yeah. So he'd walk Robert up.
2: Llewellyn, Red Dwarf. He's always had like notes and sticky notes on everything and the
0: people to read lines. You can see Marlon Brando doing it though. You know, like in Superman, he's got the stick and he like stops and then he's looking at the stick. Then he delivers a line. And it's yeah. almost like a dramatic pause, and it works
2: but he's just reading it. <laughs> he's just reading it. He? Just reading yeah. it. So, uh, so for mine then, I'll go back to the um, original movie for this one. Mm. Apparently in the early pre-release screenings of the movie, um, the, um, the thought of the audience about it, their, their reviews of it were disastrous. Um, percentage of the audience who liked the movie fell into the mid-30s. Uh, executive producer Mario Casar realised the main problem was that the plot made zero sense. His solution was to have the raw characters' dialogue subtitled, which we mentioned earlier, uh, and made into information that presented a clear storyline. When these changes were made, the subsequent test screenings produced an overwhelming majority of positive reviews, and this carried the movie into becoming one of the surprise hits of the fall of 1994.
1: So the audience liked it more when they knew what was happening.
2: Mm. (laughs) Basically, yes!
0: Uh dear, yeah well you would wouldn't you I suppose you're watching something and you've got no idea what's going on, you're not really going to enjoy it are you um just yeah well there you go I suppose
2: Apparently James Spader didn't like it didn't like the script but he did it for the money because it was a job
0: Yeah <laughs> I, I saw that um there was also another piece of uh, trigger I actually saw which was uh, which I now can't find. It's uh, on my screen. Uh, oh, yeah, just, just that uh, obviously Richard Dean Anderson played the title role in, in MacGyver, uh, yeah. and Christopher Judge appeared in MacGyver in uh, Live and Learn in 1990. Great um, uh, anyway, seen... Mr Jethro, have you got some fantastic trivia for us about Stargate? Yeah, um, the
1: stock shots that were filmed of Cheyenne Mountain this is filmed... SG-1 we're talking about. SG-1, yeah, which uh, was where it's supposed to be set. Uh, they were filmed 10 days before the original pilot was aired.
0: And there is a reason. I know you've told me this before, actually. There's a reason for this, isn't there? I think yeah. you that The military were not interested in really getting involved too much. Was that right? Well,
1: um, oh, Or was that the That's... film? Until they right saw...
2: That.
0: I'm sure until, am I right in saying that? And then you, they kind of explained what it was and they said, oh, okay, then you can, you know, was it the way the military was going to be depicted in it?
1: Yeah, the US military are, uh, there's this thing called the, the military entertainment complex where the Department of Defense will supply um, equipment, locations, uh, props, and um, consultants, in exchange for them having veto powers on certain elements of the scripts, right? will send every script to them in order to say, "Is this all right? Is this all right?" Usually, it was it was fine, but a few things like, uh, "Oh, that you need to reshoot this scene because like the uniforms are like, the insignia is upside down. This would never fly here." Uh, so little things like that, just to like keep it like real, but also like make sure that uh, the military is portrayed positively as well. But that also meant that they could, A, keep costs down, and B, get stock shots outside Cheyenne Mountain.
0: Which which is owned by the military, in fact.
1: Yeah, it's uh, at the time, it's where NORAD is at the moment. And I think it's where one of the bases for Space Force
0: is. Right. Steve Carell,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which Got
0: cancelled after two series, and, a, and a, another Netflix show that got cancelled after two series. What is
2: oh,
0: <clears throat> the old yeah, two series? Um, which we well, that happens
2: good. a lot, I think, with the military and the, like with the army and US Navy with TV series and films that they'll look over scripts and then say whether they're willing to assist, whether they're willing to help out or not. Um, you know, and they do have quite a big say over, I like was just. Then about how the military are portrayed and how things are, are done so it matches the real world a bit.
0: It's not just the military. I mean, you get, like, police forces as well, and, and they're mm. going to protect their image. The, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the RCMP, the Mounties in, in Canada, when Due South, the TV series, was coming out and they are doing the pilot, uh, they didn't want any involvement at all with it. So what you actually found was when, during the pilot, they got a lot of things wrong. So like the the uniform that Benton Fraser wears, he's wearing a badge on his hat, which they didn't generally wear in the, like his uniform, not quite the way it should be, or they weren't allowed to do it the same. Maybe that might be the case. And then when the pilot they, they did the pilot and showed it to the RCMP, they went, actually, we quite like this. No, that's fine. We'll get involved and help you out. And then they backtracked and then was quite happy about the RCMP being portrayed in that way in, in the show, which is why it changed from the pilot to the main series. The way he carries himself, the uniform's slightly different and with insignia and, and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, but they're going to protect themselves, of course they are. They don't want to be... Yeah, scared, scared. they
1: And uh, just to add on that, the Independence Day, mm. the military refused to help them with that because they didn't want the, um, uh, the, the public to think that the military couldn't defend them against aliens, which is something like it sounds silly but i mean you compare like independent state to stargate that yeah okay especially at the beginning of the series that they didn't really know what they were doing it was more like um something they're trying to do was like early nasa exploration that you have the best and brightest people thrust into these really like weird and difficult situations and then coming out on top but like as the series went on that um like in season six of SG-1, they they made the first starship or the first ship. And um, they uh, sort of helped with uh, if if that were to happen, what would a ship built by the U.S. military look like mm-hmm. if that were to happen? So
2: there's that, little things like that. Yeah, I remember that there was a bit of a hoo-ha about uh, including Area 51 in Independence Day as well. That was another thing with the, uh, the military wasn't keen on. Mm. No, and
0: you, can, you can see why. I mean, Area 51 is probably one of the most, and still is today, one of the most protected pieces of military um, real estate in the U.S. I mean, they test they test every single uh, brand new uh, jet whether it's stealth or fighter it all goes to area 51 to in Nevada to to test and uh, it, they've done that since way back which is why you got the um you know um, sort of um, high-ranking people saying, yeah, yeah, I've seen an UFO. You haven't seen a UFO. You've seen an experimental aircraft that your government won't even admit that they've got. Uh, and since they declassified lots of information and documents about Area 51, we now know exactly which jets they were, what they could do, uh, some of the older ones anyway. And people are now able to come forward and say, yeah, we were, you know, we were flying higher and faster than anything ever produced. That's why pilots were saying, oh, I've seen a UFO, because they didn't think anything could go higher than them. You know, they had the Bluebird and things. We were flying the, the entire length of the US within a single night, and then going back again. The the pictures yeah. from like like Russia and places like that was just the, the photographs that that they could get back then were just immense. I mean, just imagining now what they can do is just ridiculous. Um, But yeah, no wonder they protect that sort of thing, obviously.
2: And and I think the other thing is now as well, the the funny thing is it's become sort of that popular in uh, pop culture now and in the news and everything that, they're probably having to move some of the secret testing to other places, and other bases now because it gets that many people
0: going there. And the area itself has, has it. expanded in terms of what's what's <clears throat> now. You can't go anywhere near it. It's still most secure location. They they yeah. know when, when satellites are coming over because they can see them. So mm. it, it's still secure. It's still you know where else are you going to do it? Um, even back in the day, they knew when satellites were coming over. Or. or yeah. You know, reconnaissance, they would track it. They would even put out fake uh, outlines on the floor of different configurations of, of planes to confuse the Russians or whoever were are looking, uh, to put them off actually what they're actually doing. They have a, yeah. I know it's not quite a, a Stargate, but they have a like a large pole, uh, Area 51, which they mount the aircrafts on. And it's to test things like, uh, it's to test how it flies and how, how stealthy it is. That's how they they test it. And every aircraft goes on this pole and is tested to see how stealthy it is to radar. They bombard it and try and see how how it uh, appears on radar. And that's still there. So they had to time putting things on that pole with when satellites came over, so you couldn't see what was on it, which is mm-hmm. bizarre. It's a madness, absolutely madness. Worth a watch. There's a documentary about it. It's worth a watch. Yeah, uh, there's
2: one called right. World War uh, Weird as well. That's quite good. It tells you like all the stuff that was either done or planned in, in wartime, like new technology and out-of-the-box thinking. There was loads of weird and weird and wacky things that were tried. That's that's a good series to watch as
0: well. So, uh, Mr. Jethro, go on, give us another piece of trivia. Ooh,
1: to follow on your Air 51 thing, you know, how about mm-hmm. there's uh, Little Green Men, uh, sort of like, you know, the whole Roswell, 1947 sort of thing. Well, in Stargate, Mm-hmm. that species is called the asgard right now they're like the one alien species that's actually friendly to humans um sure. which considering like you've got like parasites that want to like wrap around your brain you've got uh in the Pegasus galaxy you got the rave these space vampires want to suck all the life out of here you You're,
0: you kind it's of need to make the one alien that looks like the stereotypical alien that you find <laughs> at Area Fifty One, the friendly ones.
1: Yes. um Which I mean is is the irony there? Which is uh, I
0: I wouldn't be bad. me if I didn't put bring this back to star trek so there's an episode of deep space nine called little green men where they go to roswell in the 40s uh and, and it's quark and, and a few and, and ram from deep space nine uh, and they end up using this orb of time and it ends up sending them sending them back with odo uh so they end up being aliens at roswell running <laughs> around uh which is hilarious because we talked about the universal translator of course they didn't have them back then so they were talking in, in ferengi and, and they don't understand what they're saying in it that's a really fun episode if you ever get yeah that's good. Uh, so again, just just back to Roswell and aliens. Uh, although they're not really the little green men running around helping you, it's Quark. So he'd probably uh, probably con you out of all your life savings before he left.
1: I mean, Sherman was in Stargate as well. Say that again, sorry. I mean, was in Stargate. Ah, okay. So Quark yes, he was.
0: Or, or Principal Snyder from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you're gonna get on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, Donna Davis, Trek, yeah. another Star Trek Star Stargate crossover.
2: Donna Stavis, Davis, yeah, i mm. yeah, big, big name. Yeah, because uh, he
1: originally worked with Richard Dean Anderson on MacGyver as a stunt double for. Sorry, I keep forgetting his name. You, you know it, Don
0: <laughs> Clare, uh, Carl, uh, uh, Alcar, Alcar, Donna Alcar, I think it was. We talked about this through the other week, didn't we, actually, Jethro? Uh, yeah, and it's the it's he plays uh, MacGyver's boss at the Phoenix Foundation. Um the name's gone out of my head now. Uh Thornton. Thornton, I think it is. Uh if my memory palace serves. Yeah. he played the stuntable for uh Don Alcar Alcar, who played uh uh MacGyver's boss, Thornton of the Phoenix Foundation, the one that sent him on with his missions. Yeah. He was on
2: about uh Jay Davidson uh, earlier, Mr. P. He yeah, uh, he was saying didn't know where he played, he played he actually played Ra. Ah.
0: Okay.
2: And uh apparently, um, he didn't want to take the um the role when it was originally offered. Um, so he'd had a, an awful time filming the Crying Game a couple of years before. Right. Um, so he didn't want to just say no. So he just made a really what he thought to be, like. Out of the flipping world, crazy sort of wage demand, and asked for like a million dollars, uh, and it backfired. I think so they went, oh, "All right then, paid him. <laughs> we had oh, to man. do it." Well,
0: I wouldn't say it backfired. I'd say he went, yeah. oh, "Okay well, then. Yeah.
2: All right, if you're going to give <laughs> that it amount, drink, I'll do it. Do it. I'll do it with the contract." But yeah, he he wasn't that keen at first. But yes, um, and the accepted his silly million dollars demand. It uh, it got. Uh, Sounded like a better uh, job opportunity.
0: To be fair, look, if there's people out there that want to make any kind of television or film uh, production and they want the geeky guys to appear, we are very picky, but you pay us a million dollars, chances are we'll probably say yes.
1: It's like Nicolas Cage, isn't that his thing? If you give him a billion dollars, that will be in anything.
0: And he has been quite regularly at the moment in quite a lot of B movies, to be fair. Uh, just like. did you know as well that
2: David Arnold, who's uh, composed, uh, obviously, some of the Bond music um, and, you know, the last, sort of last 10, 15 years, he he was brought on to uh, do the music for Stargate and uh, Independence Day and uh, Godzilla
0: hmm.
2: um, for Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin. Um, and he apparently he was working as a clerk at a record store um, at the time when they hired him and he got very limited experience. So it was a very big risk to hire him. It'd been recommended by somebody they respected to so the him a go. Hmm.
1: That paid off.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, and the series, um, uh, that was composed by Joel Goldsmith,
2: who uh, was
1: the son to Jerry Goldsmith.
0: Who we know, of course, who did Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> uh, Star all Trek. All links back. Stargate, yeah. TNG, uh, did all the themes of TNG, Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, and some of the films before, I think, actually. And Voyager. And Voyager. In fact, I don't, just on a quick segue, have you ever listened to the alternate TNG theme that they didn't <laughs> use? Have you listened to it? Yeah. I think we talked about this when you came to visit the Geeky Guys HQ at one point. But yeah, I, if you there's a CD set with the, the TNG type um, music in it. I have it somewhere. I'll try and dig it out. But on there is the alternate theme that we're going to use. So it starts off the bit where you get the planets... And you get, and it gets quite slow, and then you get the enterprise just before it goes into the. Da, 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 there's a different one and it goes dirt, and it's completely different. And I'm like, I like it, but I think they played it right. I think keeping the music from the movie, the movie theme that that ran through the original movies was was better. I think keeping that yeah, uh, arrangement sure. of that was better rather than changing it. But anyway, that's another complete segue. Um, so. Yeah, um, it's uh, got a a feature film, it's got many TV shows, it's got actors that have been in Star Trek uh, and Stargate. Um, They are not mirror images, but they're certainly uh, close companions uh, in terms of that. And uh, we need to watch it. I think that's uh, what we've established through this podcast, Mr Dave. Um, and I'm sure Mr. Jethro is going to be uh, bugging me now. Uh,
2: uh, so uh, we'll have to have a get together at uh, yours and watch the director's cut Stargate movie.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's right here and uh, it's uh, it's on the list for our next at our next Geeky Guys Management and Business meeting, uh, production meeting which generally involves us going to the pub for food and then coming back to Geeky Guys HQ, watching geeky things, drinking wine. Uh, and yeah, at some pr- point... production is probably a bit of a strong word. but. <laughs> <laughs> and then the following yeah. day we end up sitting down and actually having a 10 minute conversation about what we're going to do. Yeah.
2: Um... <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we just seem to have uh, had food, had wine, watched TV and uh... Not done anything, so we better do something now. So we've well, got a bit I
0: think it's only fair that we invite Mr. Jethro to come along uh, as a Stargate right. expert to help us with this film when we do that. Yeah. So it's pub, food, food, beer, and Stargate. Okay, and Jethro? Jethro
2: can do the uh, DVD commentary.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, third, time, third time's the charm because I've tried twice to get you to watch.
0: <laughs> you have actually. <laughs> you, you've been here at Geeky Eyes HQ twice. Uh, and it's yeah. it's kind of worked. We've kind of watched it, uh, but not really. So may, maybe starting with this and then watching the pilot. You tried to get me to watch the pilot. And I think the day we did that, I was just really tired. We, we you know, it has been a busy week. The, the 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 normal boring job that we do in, in the day, uh, uh, you know, uh, just tired me out. And we got to, we got to the end of, uh, got to the evening. I'd had, I had a glass of wine. I was very relaxed, and I, I just started snoozing. It's my own fault. I know. But, uh, uh,
1: don't don't blame you at all. <laughs>
0: No, I did what I call doing a Mr. Dave, because uh, quite often, uh, back in the day, Mr. Dave would come over and we'd start watching something, and you they were the same, Dave. You'd be so knackered from your 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 week of, of normal work. Yeah. You'd come over, you'd have a glass of wine, you'd start snoozing. Uh yeah I, thought, yeah, I think
2: that's kind of why we ditched the Friday nights at one point, wasn't it? Because it was just like we'd both been at work, we're both knackered, and once you got a bit of food of alcohol inside, you were gone. Yeah, gone that's it. Yeah, we got
0: nothing done, nothing production wise at all um, until the Saturday morning. Um, depending on how much we'd had Friday night, depended what time Saturday morning started. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're making it sound really bad. We don't just spend all our time getting completely pissed up. Um,
2: <laughs> no. Especially with the cost of living these days, God, what oh, to do? it goodness don't
0: me! It. Yeah, I, I've I've kind of been doing dry January. say it, dry January. Yeah, for the most part, was a slight stumble, but um, for the most part, yeah, I've been doing the occasional
2: it. Sauvignon Blanc, but it's all right. It is dry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been I, I've been doing dry, dry January properly. I've only been yeah. drinking dry white wine, dry gin. No, no, I haven't. I am. Haven't, I haven't. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah it, uh, to be honest it's surprising how much money you save uh, and and you know it's mm. I mean it was the health and fitness area really I was looking at it was that it, aspect I had that, as well yeah. I had that flu at the beginning of the, the the month so any actual exercise I've got planned in didn't happen so all my swims and runs runs and swims never happened so no. uh, it's yeah I mean we're recording this on on a Sunday evening so this is this podcast is going to go out in the next couple of days but um yeah i hopefully next week we'll jump on the exercise a little bit I, i'd actually planned uh to do a bit of a a, a small uh, video online and, and track my progress the, the whole dry january the exercise it never happened because of my yeah. first day so um maybe as we go into february i'll i'll put something online and and Track how 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 it's going with the exercise. Yeah,
2: we started off the year quite well. We did do a, a long uh, scenic walk New Year's Day, didn't we? And then uh, you got we ill, did. and I got ill, and we've not done it since.
0: Yeah, we um, we did. We wanted to do a pre pre test of some to, uh, some radios that we would got, and we uh, did, didn't we? That's yeah. Something we're going to follow up with. Um, I kind of recorded an unboxing Jethro of some 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 radios, and uh, the idea was to then do a test out on 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 the trails to see how far they go, that kind of thing. And we oh, did talkies. yeah we, we did a seven mile walk new year's day but it um and it was all right as a quick pre-test but the weather wasn't brilliant for doing any filming so we're gonna go uh we've got a location in mind to go back and do some filming and test them properly so uh, we will do that yeah so that'll be uh that'll be fun to do uh later on anyway we digress and we're talking uh, about lots of other things now um Yes, we we take we're taking away from this the fact that we do need to go and watch Stargate, uh, and we're going to have a, a Stargate evening. We'll tweet about it when it happens, and Mr. Jethro, of course, will come over and watch it with us, provide uh, yeah. his insights, um, and maybe even force us to actually rewatch the pilot for the series again.
1: Uh, yeah, Ooh. ten minutes in, and uh, sort of got sidetracked and realized, hold on, what? eighty minutes have gone by. It's like oh, it's getting a bit late.
0: We did a lot of talking as well, to be fair. Um, but yeah, yeah, that does tend to happen. Just tend to happen. Yeah, you get some geeky people together, and they just talk. mind you.
2: To be fair, it's not just the Jethro things. A lot of times, we get together and we we have a full intention of watching something, or and <laughs> we just go, "Oh, we didn't watch it, did we?" No,
0: that's true. We end up we end up having a bottle of wine and watching the, uh, yeah, our oh, I was sticking the, the A team. That's how it I'm sticking up to the A team. One the idea was to work through them, weren't it? Uh, mm. we, we kind of yeah well but to be
2: fair we got let down by the internet didn't we we get we we got we got three series pretty much done just about no two series then when we got into series three we were struggling to find them to watch them weren't we
0: yeah they went off where we'd normally watch them from but um
2: but it's all right now just the back they are back so we can carry that yeah, on all five series so we can uh, carry it on there
0: I had all five series at one point on DVD, but never mind. Uh, anyway,
2: right. It's well, that that's the
1: bunch of have it on DVD, isn't it? Sorry? That's a advantage of having it on DVD. Because Stargate, where you can watch it, I don't know if you can watch in the UK on any streaming site. But I've got got on my DVD. So
0: Amazon
2: Prime, I think, but you have to pay extra for it.
0: Yeah, they, they they kind of show you something free for a while, then they put it on buy or rent, which is which is oh, really yeah. naughty. Yeah. And What's the, the point of that? Streaming media is people have assumed well, it's on there, so I don't need to buy it. And we we found out recently that that's certainly not the case. I mean, my my DVD rack is just jam-packed full of box sets and things because back in the day, before lots of streaming media, I used to buy them, you know, every series. So I've got lots of rows of series of, of things, um, all all there ready to go. Uh, me, myself and, and Dave, we would exchange gifts at Christmas and things where we've given each other box yes. sets. Uh, and it's nice to have them. I still think it's nice to have them. Um, what happens if your internet goes down? You know, it is is not really going to help you, then, is it? You know what I mean? So, all, uh, all
1: rights expire, and yeah. uh, that gets taken away. Like, if if a company's rights to sell physical media expire, they're not going to like raid your house and uh, take your yeah. DVD collection, are they?
0: No. Uh, I mean, take Star Trek for example. We always come back to Star Trek, don't we? But they they that was all on top sort of Netflix, which I think a lot of this still is. But um, yeah, all the new shows coming out on like Paramount Plus now. Yeah, that's um, you know. So if you haven't got a Paramount Plus login, you're stuck, and it, it would be at this point, uh, you know, with cost of living here in the UK at least being quite an issue at the minute, and all around the world, money's tight with for everyone. I think, you know, you yeah. can't have. You can't be paying out every month for for Netflix, for Amazon Prime, for Paramount Plus, Now TV, if you've got it, and, and all the other ones that are, are more. And you got HBO
2: Max, aren't you? HBO Max, the off.
0: regional ones to more, more sort of America yeah. th- th- as well. You can't buy all of these things. Uh, yeah, you know, you're paying. You'd be paying out sixty, seventy, eighty pounds or dollars a, a yeah. month just on streaming stuff. It's um, so like
2: the exclusivity with uh, Netflix, with Titans, has ended now. And although they've still got the three series on there at the moment, fourth series is on HBO Max. And you can't watch that anywhere else, only on there.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh, Unless you know a point, website. Do you think at one point in the future we're going to end up with sort of one large online internet sort of repository of things that you can just watch? Uh, rather than lots of streaming sites. You know, these films that depict the future and there's like a a large network that you can just access and and get stuff from. Do you think that will happen?
2: Probably not for a while, I don't think. They're all making too much money, aren't they? To share it with other people.
0: Yeah, I suppose it is the money. I just thought the idea of having just everything in one place just makes life easier. Yeah, I
2: mean, you should be able to do that. Just literally just put whatever entertainment system you've got on and pick whatever movie, music, TV series you want to watch and it's just there and you put it on. Mm. But yeah, we're not quite there yet, are we?
0: Now, unfortunately, the world is still quite uh, separate and fragmented. And of
2: course, Apple TV, you've got that now as well. Yes, you, Apple to TV, to
0: of it? course. Uh, some great stuff on Apple TV, actually. I'm a big advocate, as you know, for Apple. I love their documentaries. Some of their documentaries.
2: Yeah, they've got some good series
0: on there, actually, haven't they? Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Uh, and we, we I think we've pretty much exhausted talking about uh, Stargate. So, uh, Mr. Jethro, thank you so much for spending your time this evening. And, uh, come in and giving them your insights on uh, on Stargate we we have taken away the fact we do need to watch it you can come across and make sure we do <laughs> yeah uh, and yeah uh, any any last uh, words mr. Dave
2: so he's gonna say any last words on Stargate jethro then for a minute Ooh. um no I think um, I think like you said I, th- I think it, it it's kind of reiterated to us that we're likely to like it um we need to watch it um start off with a movie, like say, have a bit of a Stargate evening and then, you know, start once we've done that, start working through uh, SG-1. If
0: you like Star Trek, will you like Star Wars? Uh, Star Wars, will you like Stargate?
1: Yes. And I think it has that same sort of broad appeal, like say Babylon 5. I was it's...
0: going to mention that because, Miss, I think, was it Mr. Dave? Did you buy me Babylon 5? Was it someone else? No, I think it was someone else. The, uh, I've got yeah. the full set of Babylon 5, Ooh. and I've started the first episode about four times. I've even gone trying to go to the second episode, and I've just struggled to get into it. And I think, and I was literally talking to someone earlier today about this, and I kind of said, I need to sit down when I'm in the right frame of mind and just blitz three or four, four or five episodes to just get going into yeah. it. And I think I'd really like it. But yeah. Yeah. It's
2: interesting. There was talking on uh, the Shuttle Pod show the other day about about that actually, where there's loads of series where it takes like a few episodes for it to get going, or it takes even the first season to get going, and then you know, you, you really start enjoying it a lot more in season two. Um mm-hmm. and that's the issue with a lot of these companies and streamers cutting series after the first season, they don't give them time to get going, do they? Uh.
1: But with like Babylon Five, like the world is is deep and it's like um it's rich and it's uh this it's an interesting world, but the show's called Babylon Five. Like you can't go too far away from the station, or let's say no. Battlestar Galactica. Again, it's a really deep world. It's uh, really interesting, but if you're trying to have a a show without the ship called Battlestar Galactica. It's not it really going to work, is it? Mm. But Stargate, I think what Atlantis proves, you don't have to have it on Earth. You don't have to have it with Colonel O'Neill. You don't have to have Daniel Jackson. But it's, it's a, I don't know, like it, it's a universe that is ripe for explanation, oh, explanation, exploration. Like you, yeah, can... you can set it anywhere. Anyway, like, go to another galaxy, go to the far side of the universe, like...
0: It's Go to
2: a different universe.
0: Mm. It's taking the ideals and and the basic fundamental, what makes the show work, and puts it somewhere else. I I guess it's a little bit like Voyager, a Star Trek Voyager, I suppose, in that respect. You know, yes, you can't go too far from Voyager, but you've took this little one ship of Federation and popped it somewhere else, and... um, I don't know, maybe... maybe. maybe I, I mean, think- that
2: was a bit of a genius idea as well with, with uh, Voyager, just to stop on Star Trek for a minute. Um, but you kind of, because you were able to do that and you were in the Delta Quadrant, you didn't have to have the same aliens that we've had over the last 40 years. Um, you could have all different races and different anomalies in space because it's a completely different area of, of the universe. And... You know, it gave them kind of that blank slate to create a load of new stuff. Yeah, they
0: did that a little with DS9 because they had the wormhole, so you could go to the Gamma Quadrant yeah. and open it all up again. Uh, the beauty about DS9 is it was close enough to Earth that you could have the Enterprise pop over, and it was close to yeah. that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I would get what you're saying. You take that bit of uh, IP, and you could move it wherever you want, and, and, and yeah, forward. I think that's what Jethro was saying. And, uh,
1: yeah, like the original series wasn't called Kirk or Enterprise or anything like that. It was called Star Trek. Star Trek. so you're not married to any one particular thing you can go forward 100 years go back 100 years like tell tell what stories you like and i think stargate has that same thing that all right you have the stargate which is this thing but it's the thing that gets you from place to place and connects everything together so I'd, i'd say it works and it's star four letter word so there's there's that as well
2: I mean, you could have, like, quite a good um, Stargate prequel where you could kind of go, like, to the distant past when, like, the gates are first being built and set up, and that'd be quite an interesting story Mm. to
1: explore. Oh, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd
2: like to see that. We should write this down uh yeah well you know what happens we mention it in about three three months time it'll be on the uh, nerdist uh stargate prequel green lit
0: um, <laughs> we, we we said this we said bring henry cavill back as superman they did and then then they took him away and we're still dealing with that but we'll see how that goes um yeah.
2: anyway Ghostbusters sorry. with the original team <laughs> oh, um
0: so yeah sorry thank you we were saying thank you to Jethro of course for coming on and spending his time talking to us um I'm sure we'll catch up with him again very soon thank you everybody else for listening and watching and uh we will be back uh, very soon with uh, a little bit more content and uh our planning well, despite us telling you how our planning uh, goes normally uh, our planning for our next series of our podcast is progressing quite nicely so yeah uh, keep tuned to our socials to find out what's happening with it yeah and and we'll see you all very soon thanks for watching guys bye 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 bye